Are you a current or future physician assistant wanting to learn more about finances? Then join me on this journey to become a PA the FI way. Hi, my name is Kat and I'm a practicing certified physician assistant who will be your host. It took me five years after I started practicing medicine as a PA to thoroughly dive into my personal finances after I discovered the concept of financial independence. I want to use what I have learned to help you avoid some of the financial mistakes that I have made while sharing some of the financial wins that I have had along the way. Join me as we discuss financial strategies to guide you to becoming a physician assistant on the way to financial independence. Welcome back, everyone, to the PA the FI Way podcast. I'm your host, Kat, and I'm so happy you're able to join me for today's episode. This is the podcast for all the current and future PAs out there who are pursuing financial independence along their journey as physician assistants, soon to be physician associates. I hope you all have been enjoying all of the wonderful guests that I have been hosting on the podcast recently. It has been really fun to interview and discuss different topics with a lot of them, and it's been really enjoyable to meet a lot of PAs throughout the whole country. Today's episode will be a solo episode, one of the first ones that I've had in a long time, but I do promise that I have some more upcoming guests that you will enjoy. Before we dive into the topic of today's episode, I wanted first to share that I have recently created a free workbook called the PA the FI Way Beginners Workbook. And what this workbook is, is if you're joining on today's episode and you're like, what is financial independence? Perhaps you haven't had a chance to listen to the earlier episodes of the podcast and you're just a little bit at a loss, then this workbook is the place for you to start. You can access it by going to my website, pathefiway.com, and there's a pop-up that you would be able to enter your information, and get your copy. This resource is completely free for you. Otherwise, if you would rather shoot me an email, you can send me an email at kat, K-A-T, at pathefiway.com, and I would be happy to send you the PDF version of that workbook or if there's any difficulty with accessing it on your device. Also, if you'd like to send me an email with any of the things that you have been enjoying about the podcast or feedback that you have, or suggestions for future topics as well, I would be happy to take a listen to those suggestions. And I really look forward to hearing what you have to say and what you've been enjoying so far. I don't know about you, but October has seemed to have flown by. I recently returned from vacation where I went on a cruise with my mom, my sister, my aunt and cousins and their kids because we were celebrating milestone birthdays in my family. My sister recently turned 30, my mom turned 70, and my aunt had turned 60. It was really enjoyable to be able to relax as well as do some adventuring in a couple of places in Mexico, but I feel like so much of the month kind of flew by because of that trip, even though it was pretty short. I didn't do any travel hacking or use any travel rewards points with credit cards for this trip, but I have an upcoming trip in December that I'm looking forward to. Of course, knock on wood, given everything that's been going on with the COVID pandemic, that I am really looking forward to utilizing travel rewards for. But with October nearing an end, the weather certainly has gotten a lot colder up here. 
and it's getting dark so early in the evenings and it's dark even on my way to work. So it's that time of year where I have to sort of adjust to the different weather. October is also a month that is awareness for a couple of things that are near and dear to me. As I'm sure many of you know, October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And my mom was treated for breast cancer about five years ago. And she has been doing pretty well overall. We feel very thankful and blessed for that. And I'm sure many of you have loved ones, whether they're friends or family, that have been touched by that disease as well, or perhaps even yourself. Additionally, you may or may not know that October is also Mental Health Awareness Month. And since I've been working in outpatient psychiatry since the beginning of the year, I've been able to hear feedback from a lot of patients that have said that once they started getting treatment, they feel as though they are back to their better versions of themselves or back to feeling what they felt like was normal for them. Mental health illnesses are certainly something that are near and dear to myself as well, given that I know so many friends and family members that have struggled with various things over the years too. So I think that it's great that so many more people are recognizing the importance of treating their underlying mental health issues as well. And although the topics of breast cancer, as well as various mental health diagnoses, such as depression, bipolar, anxiety, PTSD, those types of things, those may or may not be the most fun or pleasant things to talk about. But I think that they really highlight the importance of pursuing financial independence. And although financial independence is the point that you would reach where you wouldn't have to work again in the future, I feel as though it's more so a hack on life where you have the ability to cut back on work if you want to, to be able to spend more time with friends or family, or if you need help with getting treatment or care for different diagnoses that come up in your future too. Additionally, I'm also a firm believer that you should also try to have a financial independence mindset on your way to the point of reaching financial independence. And what I mean by that is make sure that you are enjoying the moment and the journey to financial independence, not just working so hard with blinders on or being super incredibly frugal where you're penny pinching and not spending any money or enjoying life along the way. So all of this brings me into the topic of today's episode, which is the advantages as well as a few disadvantages of having a four-day work week. Now, many of you may be thinking, well, duh, there's an advantage to only working four days a week because you are working one less day, right? I feel as though there are very many underlying further advantages too to think of. And we will talk about how this also connects to enjoying life on the journey to financial independence too. So some may view that working five days a week could be a little bit considered antiquated because it was developed with the system being this way back when factory workers were needed, where most of the workers in our country and other countries were working in factories and, you know, things needed to get done many days of the week. Recently, though, several countries, including Iceland, New Zealand, Spain, different countries in the UK, and Japan have piloted a four-day work week, and there were many benefits that were discovered, which we will talk about first. So let's review some advantages to only working four days a week. The first is increased productivity. So working four days a week can be considered different for different companies, whether that would be 
40 hours in four days or cutting back on hours and doing perhaps like 32 hours in four days. It really depends upon the type of job you're searching for as well as the company that is hiring those type of employees. But regardless, having another day off during the week actually can be shown to improve productivity. This can be beneficial for both the employee as well as the employer. Obviously, the employer loves when their workers are being more productive and doing more work when they're there. Employees can feel better about their work when they're feeling more productive. And if any of you are actually paid based on productivity, where you are paid either based on RVUs or perhaps a percentage of collections or things like that, then it may actually financially benefit you if you are more productive at work. If you would like to listen to the episode that I did about an overview of various PA compensation models, you can take a listen to episode nine. If you aren't very familiar with those types of compensation where you can be paid on RVUs. Working four days a week often provides better work-life balance for many of the employees as well. This can lead to better job satisfaction too. As you can imagine, if you have a whole extra day off, you are able to utilize that where you're able to spend more time with your friends or family, those loved ones that you care so deeply about, or perhaps you are working on pursuing other goals and ambition in your life as well, or taking the time to relax, enjoy some hobbies, or taking the time for some self-care. So the work balance improves too. This overall leads to happier employees and can often lead to actually fewer absences to work as well. Many absences can actually be related to mental health concerns for people. So if people are waking up and they're just completely stressed, perhaps they hardly got any sleep last night, perhaps they actually have physical symptoms from their anxiety, such as headaches or stomach pain, nausea, those types of things, then they may end up calling into work, right? So when you work fewer days and your mental health is doing better or your physical health is doing better because you're taking care of your physical health, then employers may find that their employees actually call in fewer times throughout the year. All of this can lead to less burnout for employees. And we in healthcare can obviously identify how prevalent burnout is and how difficult it can be to overcome. If you haven't had a chance yet, take a listen to episode 33 where I talk about burnout. When employees are happier and feel more productive and are less burnt out, this often leads to better retention of those employees, so less turnover for the company. Perhaps you have witnessed a workplace, whether as a PA or otherwise, where it almost seems as though there is a revolving door of employees and you're kind of like, Hmm. Why is everyone seeming to leave and there's just not much retention around here? Additionally, besides retention, there are also other benefits for the employers, including better recruitment, because if they offer four days a week as an option, that can entice and draw more and better candidates too. Additionally, if the workplace were actually opened only four days a week, then the employer could benefit from less operating costs because of that building being closed for a day. So operating costs can include obviously paying the employees, but also the cost of running the building being open. So electricity and things like that too. 
Another advantage for only working four days a week is that you would have less time spent or as I feel as wasted on commuting. Some people actually enjoy somewhat longer commutes because they feel as though it's their time for themselves or they feel as though they can decompress on their way to or from work. I, on the other hand, would just like to be there already on my way to work and also just like to get home already on my way home. However, I am thankful for having found podcasting as a hobby that I enjoy because I really enjoy listening to lots of podcasts that are very educational to and from work. So although there are ways to make commuting a little bit better, it's still not my favorite thing. So the fewer days that I have to do it, the better. Now let's discuss a few potential disadvantages for only working four days a week. The first is that potentially only working four days a week may not be logistically feasible or practical, especially for different types of healthcare jobs, including different PA roles in various specialties. Obviously, a hospital can't only be open four days a week, but perhaps some clinics could be. Or some positions could say that although we have to be open five to seven days a week, we still do offer you to personally only work four days a week. Sometimes there could be more staffing challenges with that though, so that could be a potential disadvantage too. If you were to work only four days a week, and let's say you were doing 40 hours in four days, you're having a more condensed schedule. So Those hours can be longer and sometimes can be a little bit more grueling for some employees. So if some people don't feel as though that's very compatible for their life or how they work, then it could actually not help their productivity if they feel as though they're getting more tired, more sluggish, just not able to keep up and therefore might not be able to save the company money. Or potentially, again, it could interfere with your life outside of medicine. So let's say that you have kiddos that need to be picked up at the end of the day. Well, if you're working later, then you might not be able to pick them up on time unless you have a spouse or additional help to be able to get them. And then the last disadvantage that I would like to cover today, although this list may not have been all-inclusive, same with the advantages too, is that if you work only four days a week, then you do have less opportunity to socialize with your coworkers. Now, some of you may be thinking, that's okay because I don't feel as though I really need to socialize with some of them, or you don't really feel like they're your people, and you have, you know, lots of other social support with friends and family outside of your work. However, every job that I've had along the way, there has been at least one person, but usually a few where it makes your day to be able to see them and to be able to catch up with them. I am not particularly extroverted. I'm definitely more introverted. So this factor doesn't really persuade me to want to work five days a week. But if there are some of you who are extremely extroverted, you just get all of your energy by being around everybody, then perhaps this is something to be taken into consideration for you as well. So I have previously reviewed this, but I will mention it to the new listeners for today, that I do work four days a week. I have actually worked four days a week for the majority of my career as a PA. I've been working four days a week for at least five years, and prior to that, 
It was kind of interesting because we had to pick up some shifts on the weekends. So if we worked on the weekends, so we would have some weekdays off or only work half days. So that schedule was a little variable. But for the most part, I've said this before and I'll say it again, it is something I truly value to only work four days a week. I completely recognize that it's a luxury. Not everyone is able to do this. So I do feel very blessed and fortunate to be able to do this. But if you aren't really sure whether you can do it or not, I encourage you to at least consider whether it's something that you feel as though you could fit into your life. Again, it depends upon what your life outside of medicine looks like and if it's something that you'd want to try. If it is, I encourage you to talk to your management where you are employed and see what they have to say about it. Again, that day off is so valuable. I absolutely treasure it. I'm able to do various things like make appointments or errands or work on hobbies or work on my business or catch up with friends or family or create podcasts like this for you folks listening. I do occasionally work my second casual position that I have on my normal day off, but it is not routine. So I certainly technically could work many more hours. However, going back to the beginning of this episode when we talked about how it's really important to enjoy the journey to financial independence, meaning that if working four days a week for you allows you to have better life satisfaction, work satisfaction, feeling more productive both while you are working as well at home, allow you to enjoy your hobbies more, explore and try other hobbies, travel more, and hang out with those loved ones more, then I really encourage you to think about if it's something that you'd like to pursue and look into for you. I really hope that you enjoyed the topic for today's episode, and I wanted to thank you so much for taking the time to listen. I know that you are all super busy, whether you are a current or future PA. You all have very busy schedules, and it really means a lot that you are taking the time out of your day to listen to the content that I'm producing as well as hopefully learning on these episodes. It would mean the world to me if you were to subscribe to the episode or follow on the podcast player of your choice, or if you were to write a review about those things that you enjoyed about the podcast, that'd be awesome as well. Otherwise, again, feel free to shoot me an email at kat, K-A-T, at P-A, the F-I way.com with the things that you've enjoyed about the podcast so far, or go ahead and Download your free copy of the PA the FI Way Beginner's Workbook at pathefiway.com or by sending me an email. I really look forward to hearing from you and I really hope that all this information has been helpful and enjoyable and really motivating to you for pursuing financial independence. Have a great rest of your week and see you next week. Thank you for tuning in, and I hope that you decide to continue to join me along this journey of becoming a PA the FI way. Please take a moment to press the subscribe button on the platform that you are listening to this on, but more importantly, consider sharing with another current or future PA that could benefit from the information that we reviewed in this episode. Take care and have a great rest of your day. Until next time.